Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. The Reverend Dr. Alan E. Waller is a senior pastor of Elon Tabernacle Baptist Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is the largest congregation. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dr. Waller. It is still the largest congregation in Philly, correct? Um, the, the, the largest African-American congregation in Philadelphia. But what Dr. Waller and I have become such great friends because he's a leader with such humility. There is no fanfare around him. He doesn't say, do you know who I am? Uh, you know, and he is funny. <laughs> I can sit in a room with him and he says something that has me cracking up and there's not a smile coming off of his face and people are looking at me like I'm crazy. He's really, really funny. And then I got the opportunity to spend time with his wife, uh, Dr. Ellen Jo Waller, who is just equally as wonderful and magnanimous. And so uh, this is my third year, fourth year, Jesus. We started, well, we started 2020. COVID. Yeah, we started. Yes. I got COVID. So that would have been somewhere around May of 2020. Of 2020. So we're getting ready to be at four years. Bless yeah. your heart. Bless yeah. your heart. For <laughs> sticking with me for four years. And so every Tuesday, God yeah. willing, and the creek don't rise. He and I have been having conversations. Now, today, he has to get off at 620. So let's get it in because he has prayer every 630 for the entire month of January. 31, 31, 31 days. challenge that we do. And one well, thank God, because many... We're right around 4,000 people joining us. And so we're really grateful for that and doing random acts of kindness every day, meeting at 630 to study the word of God and um, translating that into random acts of kindness for the city of Philadelphia. And yes, so, yes, I love that. I love that. Send up a prayer for me, please. Um, speaking of random acts of kindness, I was coming from the hospital one day and a, a man was stumped, stumped over and he looked up and looked into my car and said, God bless you. I opened up my thing and I put a, I said, here you go. He said, I wasn't, I said, yeah, 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 but here, go. Um, and I usually don't carry cash around with me. So thank you for reminding me that random acts of kindness really, really is what it's all about in this city and beyond. So, sir, let's get right at it, shall we? Cause you know, <laughs> we have never been shy to have the conversations. Right. There is a, a, a presidential election coming up in this year. Unfortunately for us in this city, state, and country, we tend to, to focus more on the presidential elections than the local ones, even though the local ones matter the most, right? So our mayor, our governor, our row offices, attorney general, et cetera, the ones that are really impacting our lives are the ones that we tend to ignore and then we get what we get. So, but the presidential elections are here and uh, Let's talk a little bit about the fact that uh, the, 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 the immediate past president, Donald Trump, has been uh, faced with 200 and something charges, has been in court, and yet is continuing to lead the Republican uh, nomination, even though he's not showing up to anything. He, right. He's there, right? There's a whole faction of people that want him there. And then let us discuss um, the, the, the conversation that I've been having with young people uh, from all cultures 
who are very upset with the Democratic Party because of the amount of money that was sent to Israel, the things that are happening to the people in Palestine. And what does that mean? That they'd rather have anybody except Biden-Harris. Now, you and I have had many conversations, Pastor Waller, about choosing the lesser of two evils. Let's go. What do you think about all of this that I just said? Yeah, I, it, this is really sad. I, it, it's it's really sad. And we're going to have to have a revolution in this country because there's no good reason for us to be sitting here to, debating over two 80 year old men to be our white men, to be our president in this season. But it is where we are. And those are the two choices that we have. And that is what is going to be. And the choices are not pure because both of them are being run by extreme positions of both parties. The reality is, and this this one will get me in trouble, that sort of racist side of the Republican Party is scaring everybody else in the in the Republican Party to to vote for him. And then right now. Uh, there's a very strong push on the Jewish side in the Democratic Party. They feel that they are innocent uh, over there and they feel justified in pressing um, our president and Democratic Party to be blindly uh, committed to uh, Israel. I don't feel that way. And many people don't feel that way. way. There's a very strong um, the Jewish bloc that is pushing that agenda. Um, young people recognize that that is much more nuanced over there than some would choose to believe. We've got to elevate the conversation to be able to know how to and accept. There's a way to critique the politics of the state of Israel and not be anti-Semitic because Suggesting that the politics of Israel are wrong does not mean that your Jewish neighbor is a bad person. And we've got to we've got to separate that out. But we are dealing with the reality uh, that we're going to have to turn up the heat on this because the bottom line at this point, it is January in this year. Our choices are going to be Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And Donald Trump represents everything that is vile and evil in this country. And I mean it just that much. And so this is not even, again, this is not a discussion. Uh, some of our listeners will be saying to us about, well, the Republican Party needs to be given another chance by black people. You're right. Uh, black people should not be wed to the Democratic Party with a blind loyalty. You're right. Um, all of those things are right. And we've got to fight to even get to that conversation. Right. But right now, this is about do you want a insurrectionist who is a racist who has already told you that he is going to upend democracy to be your next president? Uh, and that we who are Christian are going to have to have some hard conversations with our white evangelical brothers because they are why he's able to win. The white evangelical vote is what is lifting Trump. And as long as those white Christians think that they can do that without any repercussions from their black Christian brothers and sisters, Trump is going to be there. I'm at this point. I am ready to say if you are Republican, you are racist. 
Wow, that's a strong statement. I am saying it because we know what it is. We've seen what it is. If you're going to let this happen, that means you agree with what is happening. And we're not even in the season when we can have a nice political argument over whether we're talking about family values and uh, the rugged individualism versus the community, there is bad on both sides. I will agree to that. There are, and the extremes of our uh, political discourse uh, are bad right now. And we, the tail is wagging the dog on both sides. Uh, and we have to right this ship. But the only way to right this ship, I believe, is to make sure that the ship does not change hands mid correction. Yes. Uh, and I feel just very that that strong. I am at a point where I have to say to my white evangelical brothers, for us to get along, I need you to publicly denounce that cat. Right. I need right. you and your congregation to, and we're not going to be able to hide behind um, well, separation of church and state. And you all know I'm the king of that. Yes. But we, the house is on fire yes. and we have to treat it that way. And this is not the time uh, for for the the conversation about blacks and Republicans. I mean, there come that time. And that's a real issue because just two generations ago, we were Republican. Yes. And absolutely. my father and all those guys, they voted Republican. Mm -hmm. um, they switched. Most of us switched during the Kennedy Nixon years. And that's when that moral majority was taken over. Um, and, and so there was a time when the Republican Party of the South represented the sensitivities of the Democrats today. Just need to understand our history. Um, but it, it's, it's rough out here. And we've got to wake up. We've got to see what it is. Um, those of us, and we cannot be fooled by the one true issue that is out there that we need to lay at the Democrats' feet. And that is, where did all that money go for our retirement that came during the presidency of Donald Trump mm. that left when After he Joe left. Biden went, went off? That's right. Yes. We need to be honest about that and yes. just say to the Democratic Party, you got some explaining to do. Yes. But some yes. of us looking at our 401ks and 403bs Come and on. 19 and 20. Yeah. Those things were singing a better song when Donald Trump was president, when Donald Trump was in office. We've got to tell that truth. Yes. But that doesn't mean you jump over there because what does it profit a man mm -hmm. to gain the whole world and lose his soul and lose your soul? Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to have these conversations, I believe. Um, and and that's the season. So get involved, be engaged. Let's have the conversations. Let's. um Let's have the tough conversations, uh, but recognize that this literally, and we say it every year, but it becomes increasingly so every year. Yes. We are fighting for the soul of this country. Um, I, I, yeah. I, you know, Pastor Waller, as you talk about fighting for the soul of this country, I believe we're at a pivotal point um, in this country where if we don't get it together, and I don't think we will, honestly, that there's going to be a revolution here um, that's going to separate the weed from the tares, literally, because yeah. so much is happening. Uh, I just got a question. Why are the white evangelicals so into Trump? Is it racism? Is it money? Is it both? Is it power? What is it? It is, it is all of the above. 
It is they are afraid. They are literally afraid that their world, each side is afraid of the extremes of the other side. Mm -hmm. And so the white evangelicals have this. They look at Trump as well, the the evil people who are about to take us over, we got to go get our own evil person to get them. And their narrative is King Cyrus. King Cyrus, who re, who released the Jews in the Old Testament, was an evil king, but he did one good thing, and he got the Jews out of Babylon to return to Jerusalem. They look at Trump as a King Cyrus. He's going to, and they, they're wrong, but Trump does things like um, sets the the capital over in Jerusalem, or Trump takes a picture with a Bible. Trump represents white male power, and white evangelicals are afraid that if Trump is not in office, then the LGBTQIA plus and all of the extreme positions of that community are going to be the norms of our society. We need to call that out. That's what this really is about. And yes, they are afraid that too many of us are taking too many of their jobs. It is racist. Uh, And we need to call that out. We call that out by number one, calling it out. But number two, by being related to each other so that they can find out you don't have to be afraid Mm -hmm. if we come to the dance. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And we've lived together long enough for them to know that they don't need to be afraid, but we are. They there's still far too many of them that never took the opportunity over our generation mm-hmm. to fully dive into the move of the civil rights and to to learn us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do. I honestly believe I'm calling out my white friends at this point. I'm like, we cannot do this together if you are not willing to stand and renounce that. And I think that's the only way we can do it. That's the only way we can do it. Because right now, the only reason that Donald Trump is still in the conversation is white evangelical Christians have bolstered him. And I went to school with these guys and I know what we believe about leadership and morality. And you, right now, for me, you can't say a thing to me about being supportive of this type of foolishness. Um, and I, I feel very strongly about that. And it's time out for the, the black Republican who wants to have this conversation. We can have it after we kill this, this, we can have it after we kill this thing in the Republican party. Cause it's a valid argument. Mm-hmm. It's a valid argument to suggest that black people don't need to be so tied to the democratic party that we can't consider other options. It's really valid, but not in this moment. We got to hunker down and fight for the soul of this country and get involved. Yeah. You know, I often wonder why did people not dive into, I think cognitive dissonance is a beautiful thing. I find it interesting that as, as smart as we are as a people and all the work that we have done to elevate ourselves and the degrees, et cetera, there's still people who walk around and act like, well, you know, they're just black folk who don't know what they're doing and they're not intelligent. Elon, Elon Musk did a thing, agreed with somebody that says HBCUs, anybody that comes from HBCUs are less intelligent, lower IQ. But I have heard black people, listen to me, 
because we have to hold everybody accountable, including ourselves. I have heard black people say the same thing. I don't want my daughter or son to go to an HBCU because they won't get hired because they're in the C-suite and they hear people talking about the HBCUs. So instead of fighting for what they know is right and the brilliance that comes out of it, they tell their children, don't go to an HBCU because you'll have a harder time getting a job. Um, it, it, it is, we find ourselves, Pastor Waller, uh, com- it co- in compliance of the things that would absolutely harm us. And it takes a lot of courage to speak up and out about those things, even if it means you're doing it by yourself. Does that make sense? Yes, right. It so, does. so, so I'm grateful that you're doing the, having these conversations about the random act of kindness and the prayer for 31 days, because we also need to know that we're powerful enough to stand up in the face of the things that don't work for us, that, that mi- will mistreat us and that we too can work across the board. Cause I, I don't want us to think that we should just work within the black community. We have to work with everybody, right? There are people, there are white folks who are out here that are willing to do the work. I am under no, cause I work with them. I work with them. I have a, a white guy who was a Republican who was just like, you came in here and just upset it, upset everything that I thought and know to be true. He said, I didn't want to hear it. And he turned around and began making changes that would impact droves of people. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to have those hard conversations in a way that leads to change, not just for the white folks, but for the black folks, too, and everybody in between. We need to hear Dr. King's words from uh, April 16th, 1963, letter from the Birmingham jail. Need to read that letter because what Dr. King said is that what he was concerned about was not the KKK or the White Citizens Council. He was concerned about the white moderates, those that would speak about how they get along with us but quietly stay where they are and not really fight um, for, against their friends. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what is going There's no white evangelical Christian that won't come up to me and say, brother, I really appreciate what you're doing at the Enon Tabernacle Baptist mm-hmm. Church. And mm-hmm. we bless God for the kingdom of God. And they will turn right around out of that conversation and go and 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 support what is actually killing my people. Mm-hmm. And we got to call that out. Yes. That no, no longer can I let you hide out with me while and protect you while you go back over and your system roll over my people. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. We can't do it. That means we got to call out our black brothers and sisters who mm-hmm. um, didn't want to hear it when we ca- talk about black people in Union League. Mm-hmm. We got to have on. a conversation mm-hmm. um, because as long as Republicans think that we're still in the old conversation about a two party system and there are good people on every side, this thing ain't going to change. Yeah. And that's what Dr. King was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was talking to the people who claim to be good. Mm-hmm. That, well, be good for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Come make on. a real change. Right. And and even sacrifice some of your stuff right in through here. That's uh, the part. That's the sticking point right there. That's the sticking sacrifice point. some of your stuff in right. the middle of all of this. And my question is, how much wealth can you have? How much power can you have? It so corrupts absolute that yeah. you just let whole swaths of people uh, degenerate and die. But what's coming out of that is that people are rising up like cream and going no more. No more are we dealing with this. Can we figure out another way? Pastor Wall, it's always a pleasure. 619. Bless Tell you. the people how they can find you. All right. Well, listen, 
at 6.30. I don't want you to leave, Andrew, but you can leave and come back to her. We're going to be praying. Uh, you come any of the Enon Facebook or YouTube yes. uh, and we pray together. It's 15 minutes and then we go out and we do something good in the community. And we look forward uh, tomorrow night. We're having baptism. Well, tonight we're having baptism and the new uh, president of black clergy, Bishop J. Lewis Felton is going to be with us at Enon, and I'm excited for his leadership. Uh, he's a wonderful man and a wonderful ministry and looking forward to his preaching. All right. Thank God you, bless. Pastor Wallace. Set up a prayer for a sister. All right. Love you. <laughs> Love you, too. Bye bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM and online at wordradio.com. 